0: Welcome in, Whisper Nation, to Week 13 Waiver Wire Show. As you can tell, your boy, hold on, let me fix my camera here, is absolutely ecstatic for this show. Appreciate everyone tuning in right now. If you are new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell so you get notified when we go live and drop new content throughout the fantasy football season. Help get you that championship. And if you're new, let us know in the chat. We'll just give you a shout out. But as always, we are here to talk the waiver wire column for week 13. Help get you that win for this week to get you into the playoffs. And I am joined by the one, the only, like always on Tuesdays, Big Travy. You can find him on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. Find me, Johnny Game Time, on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. Big Travy, It is week 13. We have... Most leagues, most leagues have two weeks left before the playoffs. So we have done a little, you have done, I should say you, I I didn't have any part of this. This was your genius idea. You have split this waiver wire column up into a little bit different section this week. You have added must play players or must pick up players for this week if you need to win this week. And then you've also added players that are must grab players for rest of season. So I'm excited to jump into this article with you uh, and and go over these guys. But, man, we've got a couple of weeks left. How are you feeling? Uh, It's a loaded
1: question. Uh, In in some leagues, I'm feeling really good, feeling confident. Most of my PBR leagues, I'm feeling pretty good in. Uh, Our league of record, I'm on the outside looking in now after four straight losses. Um, So, you know, it's just a a lesson, Whisper Nation, that we are in the trenches with you. We're trying to grind in this uh, game with you. Um, As Johnny said, you know, we've got the waiver article. It'll be up on the site. The link is in the description below. We're going to talk about those guys in here now. But if you want a, you know, more in-depth uh, look into these guys, basically, you can get that in the article there. But as Johnny said, I'm splitting them up into two different categories, the win now category and the playoff stash category, because. You know, yes, playoffs are around the corner in some leagues they're as early as next week, because some leagues did not transfer yeah. over last year's settings uh, to yeah. this year. So you'd see situations like that. Most leagues are probably going to be 15 through 17. Um, and so you are either on the outside looking in, you're in the muck, or you're already in. And so that should dictate muck. how you attack the waivers because we don't want to be picking up guys that are stashes if we need a win now. We've got multiple teams on by this week, uh, Titans, Packers, uh, you know, a, a few other teams that are on by that are important to us in fantasy. So act accordingly. Come correct to the waiver wire, in other words. Um,
0: so, I love yeah, I, I, love I mean, we're, we're, we're rocking and rolling through this one. All right. So as Big Travi alluded to, uh, this show is a live show. So if you are joining us in the chat, um, make sure you drop your comments. We will get to that at the end of the show. So sit tight. We'll we'll let you know your specific question. But Travis, we do this show. It's based off of uh, Sleeper uh, Roster Ship. And we try to give you guys that are under 50% rostered. So that makes it uh, more readily available in most leagues, but we do for those people. So sometimes you play in a shallower league or whatnot, you might have some of these players available in your league. So we want to make sure that we mention these guys. So that way, if they are available on your waiver, you're going picking them up first. They become first waiver wire ads here. That would be Elijah Moore, New York Jets wide receiver, really uh, breaking out Michael Gallup, for the dallas uh cowboys you do get uh some healthy wide receivers back for dallas this week but nevertheless michael gallup on explosive offense roster on 83 percent got darnell mooney who seems to be emerging as the wide receiver one there we doing what we thought uh our boy uh our our boy in the beginning alan robinson could do but uh darnell mooney roster on 81 percent zach ertz has a buy this week as a uh, big Travi, allu- or sorry, excuse me, coming off of buy this week. Uh, Zach Ertz, roster on 80%. Tony Pollard for Dallas, 80% rostered. We'll fig- we'll see what Tony Pollard's workload is this week as they are on a short week. We do know Ezekiel Elliott is banged up. It's probably one of the bigger uh, names on this list. Kirk Cousins for Minnesota, 80% rostered. Hunter-, Hunter Renfro for Las Vegas, wide receiver, 77% rostered. Dawson Knox, another tight end, 75% rostered. Devonta Freeman, 71%. Logan Thomas, 66% rostered. And Alexander Madison, who I don't know why I didn't throw him on this graphic, uh, over uh, over 50% rostered. But obviously Alexander Madison, uh, another one of those number one waiver-wire priorities this (laughs) week at the running back position that's over 50% rostered. Uh, You have any two cents on any of those guys real quick travis before we jump into the yeah. meat and potatoes of this just a few that weren't didn't
1: make the graphic but were in the in the article here that are over 50 percent pat fryermuth Derek carr van jefferson um and, and carson Wentz. some of these guys that you know i, I wasn't able to write about because they are over 50 percent owned but i you know you guys need to know that these players are guys you need to go scoop up off the waiver so if you want that list make sure you head on over to the fancywhispers.com that whole list is at the start of the article and because look, we could be giving you the savvy advice. You could be a savvy player. Your league mates necessarily aren't that savvy right now, and they've dropped players. Or you're in a you know uh, a league that's you know ten man and some you know maybe you got a thin bench. I, I don't know. There could be reasons why these players aren't owned in your leagues, but go scoop mm-hmm. them up. I mean, the biggest waiver wire ad this week would be theoretically Alexander Madison, right? Because their buy is gone. Cook is probably out for at least two to four weeks here. And so we're looking at a situation with Alexander Madison where we'd want to go scoop him up, but he's 55% owned. So go check your waiver wire. If he's there, um, that would be the smart thing
0: to do. I love it. Big travel. Love it. All right. Now jumping into the exciting part, because these players are more readily available. These are the players that are ready are available in less than 50% or over 50% of, of leagues. Excuse me. And here's, and here's the deal. This is like what well, we said at the top of the show, we're gonna break these down into guys that are win now guys. If you need wins this week, next week, these are the guys to target. If you're looking, you know, maybe you already have locked up a spot in the playoffs, or you're you're pretty locked in, and you could take a more long term approach. Then we'll talk about it. First guy up here. You, this is unfortunate news. Uh, you know, makes me sad. But Jamal Williams makes this list uh, here. Oh, I guess I could throw up this graph. Uh, Travis, all right, running backs here. We got Jamal Williams, Detroit, 37% rostered. uh, And some of the other guys that we'll talk talk on in just a second, Boston Scott, Tevin Coleman, Matt Burita, Chuba Hubbard, and Dontrell Hilliard. All right, Travis, so Jamal Williams, 37% roster. Talk to me about it. We know that uh, my boy DeAndre Swift suffered uh, a stinger in the shoulder. Luckily, it's better news than uh, what it originally looked like when we watched this on Turkey Day. But uh, nevertheless, when asked about uh, whether DeAndre Swift should be able to go against a juicy matchup against Minnesota, head coach said, I don't know if it's such a a, a good thing to bank on DeAndre Swift playing this week. Yeah, I, he said it would be hard
1: to see yeah. DeAndre Swift playing this week. Um, not good news for those of us either fighting for a playoff spot with Swift on a roster or or even you know in the playoffs and maybe playing in that first round because you know we don't know the length of this injury. As I wrote this, as we're talking right now, there's not a, an extensive amount of information on Swift's injury. We do know that if it's likely the shoulder sprain, that's a two- to four-week window we're looking at sometimes, so we could see something like that. I am almost certain that he misses this week, and I would bank on or, or bet on him missing next week as well, depending on how the swelling goes and the soreness goes there. Now, we have about, look, if you're saying, Travi, you, you're looking tired, that's because I am, man. We I was up real late on this article because we have seven running backs that are in question for us to pick up. So I'm grinding last night to try and break this down. And I not only had to break it down which running backs we pick up, but how do we use them? You know, are we in the playoffs now? Are we, you know, fighting for a playoff spot? Who do we play? Jamal Williams check the boxes for all my win now running backs. Okay. We have a, we have a a sample size of him um, in green Bay being the number one guy and him producing at RB two numbers. We like that. We have a sample size earlier this year of him being a flex play, even with Swift in the lineup. And that's because he is a comp, uh, capable pass catcher. Right. And all of these targets, I mean, uh, I think I was looking at it from week nine on Deandre Swift is 66% of his drop on 66% of dropbacks. He's running a route. That's one of the highest in the league. I think third highest. So we're trying to replace that. Then you look at these matchups. He's got Minnesota ninth in points allowed to the running back. And Denver 17th in points allowed. So, not great, but not scary either. Those are back to back plays. His bye week's already gone. He'll probably be the main focal point of this offense and be a feature back because that's what we've seen out of Detroit, too. And they just lack a lot of weapons on the outside as well. So, Jamal Williams, for me, it's like, you know, I'm comparing him here to Boston Scott, who we'll talk about next. And, you know, Scott has a great matchup coming up here, but he does, he has a bye right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And we don't know, I think that we know less about. Uh, we, we know even less about Miles Sanders injury than we do DeAndre Swift. So that's a situation right. we're dealing with as well. So, um, so Will, Will Williams, to me, just made the most sense as the highest priority. If you need to win now and, and you maybe need a win next week, too, uh, that's the guy you're going to go target is is uh, Jamal Williams.
0: Yeah, it will definitely be something to monitor with DeAndre. So I would expect him back. I not expect him. I I do think he does make it back by next week, uh, considering they had the Thursday night. It gave them basically two weeks uh, to injured that uh, or rest that injured shoulder. So, but again, we'll see. We don't uh, like big tribe said again, we don't know the exact severity of that injured shoulder, but um, it does seem a little bit better. Like you would think that they come out and say like, this is a really long term injury if it was so. Again, moving on to this next running back here, we got Boston Scott Philadelphia running back roster on 16% of sleeper leagues. Travis, once again, you alluded to injuries, man, ravishing us this week. Uh, We had Boston Scott uh, as the secondary running back because Jordan Howard had tweaked his knee he was out in this game and then you had miles Sanders uh, suffering apparent uh, ankle injury. Is that correct? Or yeah. Uh, and, and, and then what do you, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Uh, do you think this will be a long-term deal going on here?
1: I mean, the thing is, is miles Sanders went to the IR with an ankle injury. We have no idea if it's the same ankle right now. Nick Sirianni say he says he's on the right track, whatever the hell that means. Um, I don't, Imagine that if he left that game, he's probably going to play in this game. But we've seen weirder stuff, especially for the injury that put him in the IR in the first place. As of this recording, excuse me, as of this writing, this we know very little about what Miles Sanders situation is going to be. But Boston Scott, the cool thing about Boston Scott is you could pick him up. And even if Sanders is active, I think Scott will have flex appeal, especially in their matchup against the New York Jets. We look at what Scott was able to do last week. 15 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. If you watch the Eagles last week, Boston Scott was their best player. Now, he did fumble. That's that's something that's going to be against him here, and we would want to maybe check and see Jordan Howard's status coming into next week, but Boston Scott is in a smash spot if he's the guy to go, and it's him and Gainwell only because he will be the goal linebacker, he'll be the ball carrier, and this team has been very run-heavy for the past month. With the Jets right here, and then the bye week around the corner, I don't see them rushing Miles Sanders back into the lineup. I think they could probably feel okay going with Boston Scott here, and I think that's why he is one of the best win now guys. Like, if you know you only need one um, one win, and you know, uh, and you want to bet on Miles Sanders being out, then I would go ahead and pick up Boston Scott over Jamal Williams. But I like Jamal Williams uh, a little bit more because of the two games that he's got instead
0: of the one game that Boston Scott has over the next two weeks love it love that breakdown coming in at number three on this running back waiver wire list we have tevin coleman new york jets roster on just 15 percent of sleeper leagues uh what do we or excuse me this is uh 25 percent of sleeper leagues need to update that uh but tevin coleman we were talking about him last week we really thought hey uh, you know, we're choosing between Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman. We laid out the facts about Tevin Coleman early in the season, being the potential guy, Ty Johnson, more of the change of pace receiving down work after this week. Do you get more and more confidence in starting Tevin Coleman? Well, or... com-
1: confidence is a strong word there, my boy. Hey,
0: that's uh, the, that's the, we throw around strong words on this show. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, yeah, if you miss
1: out on these top two, he's my next best option in the win now, and that's because he's going to get a matchup this week. <clears throat> we obviously have, excuse me, we obviously have Michael Carter on the IR, right? So we have mm-hmm. a situation where, look, Tevin Coleman opened the year as the starter. Michael Carter had to earn his stripes. He did. Coleman got hurt. He came back, <laughs> and then Carter got hurt. So we've got this revolving door. But they at least trust Coleman to be the guy. And like I thought it would be. With Zach Wilson, I think it was going to be Tevin Coleman that came in over Ty Johnson, and it was. We saw very little out of Ty Johnson even in the passing game because, guys, Zach Wilson doesn't throw to the backs. But if he's going to throw the backs, it'll probably be, um, you know, a couple dump-offs to each of them, and that means Coleman remains the guy you want because last week in that game against Houston, 16 carries, 67 yards, over four yards per carry two of three on the ground for only three yards. But again, Tevin Coleman seems to be the featured back of New York, and they're going to play the, <clears throat> the Eagles defense this week, allowed the eighth most rushing yards to enemy running backs this season. So we like that as a top, you know, uh, top 10 matchup for our, our running backs to go with.
0: All right, last running back uh, for the win now, right now, before we get into these playoff stash uh, kind of running backs, Got your boy. We talked about him last week. You got a lot of flack for last week, but I got to say he does look like he could be the potential best running back in that backfield. Yes, we're talking about Matt Barita for the Buffalo Bills rostered on just 15 percent of sleeper leagues. Matt Burita comes at that. Listen, honestly, he's in your your win now kind of, uh, you know, part of your article. But Big Travy, like moving forward, he actually could continue to carve out a bigger and bigger role, especially if he keeps producing like he's been producing the last two weeks. But let's see. Or I want to, you have to say about Matt Burita, what your excitement level is for Matt Burita. I know it's not the sexiest name, but guess what? names don't always win you championships.
1: Yeah, and I I don't know if Matt Breida has the ability to get us a a league-winning situation, but I think you could do a lot worse than putting him on your roster because he seems to be used very um, uniquely in the passing game and in the red zone. Now, he's failed to crack nine uh, carries in any game uh, these past three games, but in those three games, the last three weeks, he has now led the backfield in points from a PPR and standard uh, perspective. Obviously, last week, Devin Singletary led the team in carries, but it was Matt Breda who scored the touchdown, Matt Breda who was used and looks a little bit more dynamic than either of those guys in Singletary and Moss. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be rushing to pick up Singletary or Moss, but I would be kind of looking at Matt Breda. If you need a win now situation and you missed on these other guys we talked about that are all ranked ahead for me, then I think Matt Breda is a guy you could roll with as a desperation flex. The problem for me, the real bad news and why he's so down on the ranking New England, Tampa Bay and Carolina in the playoffs. And in you know, he's playing new England this week. So not really good. And we know this team does not love to run the ball at all. And in the red zone, have used Josh Allen in the past and they just love throwing the football. So really, I don't think it's a good idea to go grab him too much, but I do think if you're in a win now, you need a running back. He's worth a shot because the last three weeks he's gotten, it, he's gotten home here.
0: I like, I like that. Uh, action there. It's, yeah, not not a great schedule uh, there for Matt <clears throat> that, yeah, I mean, it's like i, I wanted happen. I wanted this to come a little faster and
1: get and happen maybe a couple, you know, a couple weeks before it did. So maybe we'd see a more commitment to the run. And but even in, you know, like they said, Uh, I think it was Sean McDermott. They asked him if, if Matt Breda deserves more touches. And he said yes. And, you know, they gave him more touches. But like we're talking about very incremental increase. And he played the same snap share as he did in week 11 against Indy. So it's really not a huge increase in what he's doing there, because guess what? This team doesn't have a large
0: rushing pie to give him a piece of. They love to throw with their big arm quarterback. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Last two running backs on here, we got Chuba Hubbard, probably the number one waiver wire option in most cases because he's under 50% rostered. He is not only a guy, uh, or he is more so a guy that you can pick up for the rest of the season because we know that CMC now on IR. So uh, And then we'll jump into Dontrell Hilliard, 46% roster, but he is on a buy this week. So tell me about Chuba Hubbard. Uh, obviously, we've seen him in some game action. He didn't quite live up to uh what we had hoped you know as far as cmc and you know mike davis came in there and he performed he was pretty you know wasn't a one-for-one replacement but it was fairly i mean he he carried a lot of teams if you had mike davis last year and and cmc went down chuba not necessarily filling in that same gap there but again starting running backs week 13 uh you're gonna take what you can get if you can grab a guy like chuba Yeah, and
1: don't get me wrong, Chuba's been fine in that stretch. I mean, no game under double-digit carries, so you knew the volume was going to be there. He had a couple down games, obviously, and only scored two touchdowns in that span. But again, 11, 13, 24, 16, 12, 24 carries as he filled in for CMC. We like those numbers as our running back. He would step right into the RB2 scene again, and we have a situation where we have this five-week, six-week sample size of him doing RB2 situations the hard pill to swallow when we pick up hubbard is the fact that he has an absolutely brutal schedule for the playoffs if your playoffs start in week 15 our boy even after so he's got a bye this week so that's the other thing about this right we're we're trying to get past the buy here that's why he's in the playoff stash category or if you're already in or if you're looking to you you're going to need a win next week uh absolutely then i like him a lot even because he plays atlanta next week and he could help get you in but then Johnny Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans—that's his playoff schedule. (laughs) You cannot write a worse playoff schedule for a guy than Chuba Hubbard. And where we wouldn't care about this with CMC, we got to kind of care a little bit about it with Chuba Hubbard because he's not exactly the same guy here. And this is another thing with Carolina—they're a much different offense than when Chuba was under center or under uh, behind uh, the QB last time because. Uh, we've got Sam Darnold out. We've got Cam Newton uh, up and down. We've got all these weird things going on with the QB situation. And obviously, um, you know, just it's it's just not the same enticing offense that when he took over the
0: first time. Yeah, very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. All right. Last running back here, we'll just touch on, obviously, again, talked about how Dontrell Hilliard was on a bye this week. So it doesn't really help you this week. But you got Dontrell Hilliard and you've also got Donta Foreman. Yeah. We do know Adrian Peterson was cut. Uh, Jeremy McNichols should be back sometime. I don't know this. We haven't really heard anything updated on that concussion. We we do know that sometimes these concussions can last and keep a player out, you know, a month, a month, maybe longer. Uh, do you think that moving forward, Dontrell Hilliard is the guy that you're going to want in Tennessee uh, did make a very nice run there. This coaching staff seems to like what he's showing on tape, but again, Uh, Foreman is the bigger back there do we are we going to have a clear indication as to which guy we should lean on in one of these cases
1: Um, no I don't have an indication I dug into the tape I looked at the metrics I looked at the schedule Um, I'm lost on which back I'm going to tell you to start so in the article I just told you get one of them okay because I do think that both I think there is a world where both are going to you know do what they need to do in this offense look we know that We've got A.J. Brown on the IR. We've got Julio Jones on the IR. We have Derrick Henry on the IR. We don't know when Derrick Henry's coming back. It's very up in the air. And we have a very, you know, I wouldn't say incompetent, but of struggling Ryan Tannehill leading this team right now. And and why not? He's got all these weapons out everywhere. What do we see this team do? Both backs got over double-digit yards or double-digit carries. Both backs uh, got over 100 yards. Both caught exactly one ball as a receiver. Um We've got a situation where both are looking good over this last week. Now, this has been a revolving door for these complimentary pieces since Derrick Henry went out. But I do like what I see out of both. We see Donta Foreman profile as a big back that's got some shiftiness. We've got Dontrell Hilliard as a, you know, looked to be a scat back at first. But now he's just busting through things and, and, and and doing great runs himself. If you had to lean one way, I think it may be Hilliard because we saw Foreman fumble but I don't think that it's out of this realm of possibility that Tennessee sees this and they say, look, we've got to run the ball even more. Like we, we had 20 to 30 carries going to our guy, Derrick Henry. Why can't we split that up between two backs who we like, who have done really well. And I think it's w- not without the realm of possibility that we see Tennessee lean on the run. Both of these back get 10 to 12 touches each and every week or 10 to 15 touches each and every week for the rest of the season. And then if you look at the schedule, Johnny, They've got a schedule, you know, they're an underperforming team, too, but they've got a schedule against some underperforming teams here. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, San Fran, Miami. In none of those games am I worried about the run, them being game scripted out or having to go away from this kind of formula. So I really do like these two backs. And I think, you know, Hubbard is the smart play because he's got less bodies in front of him. Both of these guys in the Tennessee backfield have another guy. You know, obviously, that's why we're talking about both of them. So that's why he gets the the notch above. But again, these guys have the better schedule. And if you like one or more and you think that they can, you know, take over, I just don't see any reason for them to turn away from either one of them, like run them both. And and like, that's your best
0: shot on offense right now. All right. All right. Moving on over to the wide receivers now uh, for the waiver wire show. We're going to put those up in the stream. So top waiver wire ads, we'll run through them real quick. Kendrick Bourne, Deshaun Jackson, Russell Gage, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Nick Westbrook and uh, NWI is what we call him on the show. <laughs> NWI come in here at, at this, the last pickup here. First, we want to talk about Kendrick Bourne for the Pats roster on just 21% of roster or of, of leagues. Travis, this is uh, again, win now wide receiver that you could be looking to plug and play. He's, had pretty solid games over the last 2 weeks. Uh he's really becoming and starting to emerge as that kind of wide receiver one for New England getting the touchdowns our boy Jacoby can't can't buy himself more touchdowns even after that one he got did not open up the damn gates and unfortunately. Uh it seems to be just going Kendrick Bourne's way. So Kendrick Bourne, break it down. Ah, uh, what do you see in his schedule moving forward? This is a a player that you you indicate in your article. You could play him now. It's more of a a pl- plug and play for this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, wide receiver has continued to be decimated uh, on the waiver wire. So again, this is not like I'm not going to stand on a hill and beat my chest and say these are must plays right now. But if you are in a situation where obviously the running back well is even more dried up and you need wide receiver help and you're in a league that you need to swing for the fences here, this is your best win now wide receiver of the low percentage wide receivers that I mentioned. Again, in the article, you can see where – Players are over 50 percent owned. So if you want to go look for a guy that I think is better than Kendrick Bourne, you have to look at that section there, because right now this is the this is what I'm dealing with. Okay. so uh, that being said, we have a situation where Kendrick Bourne has caught four balls in three straight games and in in four of his last six or four of his last five. So that's a situation where he's consistently getting enough. You know, that's a four point floor. In PPR, I know that sounds a little crazy, but that's where we're at. 24, <laughs> 23 or more points in two of his last three games. Eight points in the game against Atlanta. And he's going to play Buffalo now. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm really scared of this situation, right? Well, Tredavious White just got injured for the rest of the year. So that's a yeah. situation where that's that secondary is going to take. That's a big blow to the secondary. And uh, we'll see how they recover. And I'm not betting like that Kendrick Bourne's absolutely going to get home on Monday night against Bill Belichick or against uh, uh, Sean McDermott and the Bills. But I will tell you this. I think Kendrick Bourne is the big play uh, pop in this offense. He may not be the target getter each and every week, but he's the touchdown getter now out of the wide receivers, which we haven't seen all year, but it's heated up over the last three weeks uh, for our guy Bourne, who scored three touchdowns in that span. I do like Bourne. I think of the wide receivers that are low percentage owned, he's a guy that gives you the best bang for your buck
0: in the win now category. I love it. Love it. All right. Moving on to your next wide receiver. Listen, Some people just can't let him go, but, you know, I get it. As a person who can't let, you know, Rashad Penny go uh, and falls for it every single time, I get it. I get it. But this next wide receiver here on your list that you're going to tell us about, Deshaun Jackson, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver, new Las Vegas Raiders uh, receiver, caught a long bomb on the the first or second play of the game on on Turkey Day, 7% rostered. You're saying pick him up. You won't. I got to say, real quick, before you dive into the, the, I saw on Twitter this guy had, uh, he made this parlay slip, uh, um, for, uh, you know, over unders. And the biggest one that he had that on the, it was like a six, six or seven different leg parlay. The hardest one he had to get was the Deshaun Jackson touchdown. And he got on the first play. And I was like, wow. It talked about, you know, going through what we did last night with Russell Wilson, Wilson sweating out that one. Imagine getting the hardest, uh, parlay out of the way just like that that'd be kind of nice but deshaun jackson gets it uh makes this waiver wire column because of it can you trust deshaun jackson moving forward no you can't trust him you cannot
1: trust him but you could put him in your lineup and realize that he only needs one play and to get it done i mean that's the bottom line here Johnny, like, I, I wish I was joking with you. I wish I had something here to be like, oh my God, I have something in the crystal ball to tell you. The bottom line is we need win, guys, and we have low, you know, low rostered players. And if you need a, a what the heck flex and you're going for it, look, I, I have three wide receivers in the win now category. We talked about our guy, uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne. I'm talking about Deshaun Jackson now. We'll talk about Russell Gage next. In each one, you could think of Goldilocks and the three bears, right? We talk about Russell Gage, the reason he's third is he's too cold. Okay, Deshaun Jackson, the reason why he's second, he's too hot. He could win you the week at any point, but he could also, you know, burn the hell out of your tongue, too, because, he, you (laughs) you know, he gets you a zero or something. And then we've got Kendrick Bourne, who's just right. So that's how I figured, you know, I'd break down these wide receivers. But the bottom line is we have been searching all year for that deep threat in the offense. We thought it could be rugs. He went and got in trouble. We thought it could be Brian Edwards. Hasn't been consistent enough. They went and picked. We thought it would be maybe even Zay Jones. Not consistent enough. They went and picked up Deshaun Jackson. And not that he's the consistent. He's definitely not. But he played his most snaps as a Raider. 48% of the snaps. He saw around the the Henry Ruggs mark of of targets. Four for the first time as a Raider. And he caught three of them for 102 yards and a touchdown. Including that uh, 56 yarder that he caught. Which was a you know absolute dime there. The bottom line is the Raiders throw a lot. We know this. They they lead the league in in, in um, yards per play. I think or the, well, Derek Carr is is a high volume passer. He's one of the tops in the league. But then we have a situation with Derek Carr being really good at throwing the deep ball too. He's graded pretty highly in PFF and throwing the deep ball. And so for me, Deshaun Jackson, uh, you know, really good. And then this week, Johnny, and next week, actually the next three weeks. Washington Kansas City and Cleveland these are all very very good secondaries to target for our wide receivers they give up big plays so yes do I think Deshaun Jackson Deshaun Deshaun Jackson is is some world beater that you're going to be able to count on no do I think he could get home a couple times over the next few weeks yeah I definitely do and I think if we're looking at the waiver wire I'd rather be trusting Deshaun Jackson than the dilapidated Falcons offense and Russell Gage who we're going to talk about next
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Russell Gage coming in on this list uh, at number three for Atlanta. Thirty nine percent rostered Russell Gage has put together a a slight I I say a small, small sample size of some some nice targeted games. We know that Calvin Ridley continues to be out. We don't know when he's going to be back. We've been kind of searching for this other option besides, you know, obviously you got uh, Cordero Patterson there continues to be the best option in that offense. And then you got right behind him. You got uh, Kyle Pitts seems to be, you know, the one B kind of option there for Atlanta. Can we get enough volume to trust Russell Gage in this offense moving forward? I hate how
1: you keep using these big words like trust, dude. I don't trust trust any of them as far as I can trust. trust, Big trust. Hey, Uh, blame Mark Ingram, dude. Seven or more targets for Gage in three of his last four. So you like to see that. He's playing higher percentage of snaps, obviously. Um, we, We were seeing for a while... It was O.Z. and then it was uh, Tajay Sharp. And then finally, Russell Gage has kind of emerged as the tertiary piece here. But make no mistake that this team runs through Corderell Patterson and then Kyle Pitts is the secondary option. And so for me, that's where we're not going to get a lot of ceiling games out of our guy Russell Gage. But 13, um, I'm sorry, nine or more fantasy points in PPR in two of his last three or three of his last four. And then he gets the Jacksonville Jaguars last week, goes six of seven for 62 and a touchdown Um, yards per reception, still only 10 yards, not huge down the field, but we like it in the double digit numbers going to get Tampa Bay this week. So if you miss out on our guy, uh, Deshaun Jackson, and then if you really miss out on Kendrick Bourne, then I could see a situation where you desperation could flex in Russell gauge. And that's exactly where we're at. We need, one player to get home in one week to get us into the playoffs. That's what this category is, the win now category. And I think Gage has the best setup or the third best setup of the guys we've talked about. So for me,
0: Gage is an interesting, interesting flex play this week. All right, talking about these. So those guys are all plays for this week. We're going to jump into two. We're going to give you two wide receivers that are rest of season upside. That would be Marquez Valdez-Scanling, MBS uh, for Green Bay, 36% rostered. And NWI, Nick Westbrook, 34%. Talk to me about these two players. Obviously, the M- upside is, yes, uh, paired with Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL when he wants to be. Uh, and then uh, you've also got, you know, that offense is kind of digging for that second option with Jones injured, uh, trying to find, you know, Dylan they've been leaning on the last few weeks. What do you see with MBS moving forward down the stretch that you really like? And then uh, briefly touch into NWI because we did talk about them last week on last week's show.
1: Yeah, these guys are the uh, the, the three letter uh, gang, the hyphen gang, um, and they both made the new. This
0: that's the new hotness, dude. Yeah, this, dude, they're the, three the syllable. Yeah, the three syllable
1: MVS NWI. They're here. They're here to stay. LBJ. And they can get you a do- they're trying to get you a win, and maybe that's in the yeah, there you Who go. Know? Who knows? Uh, MVS here, nine or more PPR fantasy points in back-to-back games. Um, we've got targets for him as well. 19 targets over the last two weeks, Johnny, that's 10 against Minnesota nine against the Rams and he's caught four balls. So that's what we see out of deep threats a lot. They're going to be around the 50, 60% catch percentage. That's fine. Um, 30 yards per catch in, in week 11, um, and then 12 and a half last week. But, situation where they're using him on the deep routes they're looking to get him sprung there and we've got games against baltimore chicago cleveland minnesota uh throughout the playoffs in the next four weeks after the bye so those are matchups where i like mvs i think he could be a flex play for you we like this situation so i think mvs is a very hot ad if if we were ranking these like a regular waiver wire column mvs would be my number one ad But you can't play him this week. He's on bye. So if you need a win now, you go with the win now, guys. If you're stashing for the playoffs or even next week, then I like a situation where MVS is a guy you could go pick up. All right, Uh, I
0: like the MVS call
1: there. Want to come right uh, and then I'll 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 wrap it up with NWI. I think very similar to MVS, except for NWI has a shot to over the next three weeks if if AJ Brown's going to be out to really be the number one target getter in this offense. So that's why his upside's a little bit big. Um, he had eight targets against Houston and then failed to really hit a mark, but then saved his day with a touchdown against new England, where he only saw five targets caught only two balls, but scored. One of them was a touchdown Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, San Fran. Some of these teams we talked about that are, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to be a wow play. You know, he's not going to be a huge deep threat for them, but I do think he could soak up a ton of targets in this offense and be a number one option. And I think you could do a lot worse on your team than a number one option in your flex, you know, think of him as, we were liking Jamal Agnew in a lot of ways because he was getting so many targets. I think that could easily be within NWI's situation where he gets you 10 to 12 PPR fantasy points down the stretch. And
0: if you're in, in need of something like that, then I think he could really get there. All right, Big Travi, we listed off the running backs and wide receivers that you should pick up for this week off of waivers. I'm going to give you a couple of guys. I'm going to ask you, would you drop uh, for your favorite part of the show? OK, <laughs> running backs here. I'm going to give you Tony Jones and, up. and Jeff, Jeff Wilson. Do you drop? Either oh, one you gave of me those? some good ones. Yeah. I mean, I especially if
1: we're in, yeah, if, if we're in some, if, especially if we're in a win now category, if I am the Elijah Mitchell owner and I'm in the playoffs, I'm not dropping Jeff Wilson to save my life here. Like there's no way I'm dropping yeah. Jeff Wilson because Elijah Mitchell has been a little bit fragile, missed a couple games now. And I think that Jeff Wilson steps right into the feature back role. Now, that being said, you could drop them if you need a win now and you need to pick up one of these guys. Absolutely. Any one of the win now running backs or wide receivers, you could drop uh, for those guys. All right. You could uh, drop those
0: guys for any one of those uh, win now wide receivers or running backs. Ty Johnson or Alex Collins, would you drop either one of those guys? Um, Ty Johnson, Alex Collins.
1: Yeah. You know, I think I, think I would drop. Let me look at uh,
0: Alex Collins' schedule here. Play San Fran this week. I know that much. They play Houston at Houston week 14 at the Rams on week 15, Chicago week 16 and Detroit to wrap it up.
1: Yeah, I don't really like him this week against San Fran. I think I would take Jamal Williams. I would take Boston Scott. I would take uh, Tevin Coleman over Alex Collins. Like he's essentially Tevin Coleman, but hasn't been playing well. So, I, yeah, I think I
0: I'd, I'd be good with cutting Collins. And last running back here, and then we'll move on to, I'll give you some wide receivers. Would you drop Zach Moss for any of these players?
1: Yeah, oh, Zach Moss could be dropped like a bad habit. Zach Moss Ooh. has failed to do what he needs to do. They've healthy scratched him now twice on the year, and still it has not gotten through his head. They're using Matt Breda, who was
0: their third string running back because Zach Moss has been so bad. So, yeah, it's not okay. happening. Um, moving over to some wide receivers, bigger name Emmanuel Sanders. Would you drop Emmanuel Sanders for any of these wide receivers? Hasn't hasn't eclipsed more. To, he's only eclipsed since they're by in week eight. He's only eclipsed more than four targets in, or sorry, excuse me, more than five targets in one game. He hasn't had more than four receptions since. Yeah, the bye. I, I'd be OK with Emmanuel Sanders being dropped at this
1: point. Okay. You know, he hasn't gotten over 60 yards in three weeks. Yeah. Um, With Dawson Knox back, it seems like he's going to be an option in the red zone more than him. Um, And so, like, that's just I think that's where we're at. We're okay. seeing some of the age catch up, I think, to Sanders.
0: Corey Davis. Uh, would you drop Corey Davis? Oh, man.
1: If I'm in the playoffs, I'll, I'll hang on to Corey Davis um, just because it looks like, you know, he's essentially – we're asking him to be – we've seen him be what we're asking MVS to be. And yeah. so if, if you're looking for a stash, I think Corey Davis is a fine stash in the playoffs. Let me just take a look at Corey Davis's, um, so, playoff so schedule here.
0: Yeah, he's got a decent one, actually, um, looking yeah, so down at They've so, got yes, uh, New Orleans in week 14, Miami at Miami week 15, Jacksonville week 16, and and Tampa Bay week 17. Pretty, I mean, some yeah, defenses think, that you I could throw that, on. Yeah, I
1: think, again, he, he remains a stash if, if you're in the playoffs for sure. Uh, we've, like got, we've got our guy right here helping us oh. out with a
0: super chat, Johnny. Oh, Oh, Lee coming in here. Hey, we will we stop the show for for some. Uh, you know we do that, Lee. We, we gotta that. hit you with a woo. Let's go, uh, uh, Lee Shakur saying, saying.
1: Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Lee. And he says trade DK and Javante for CD Lamb. I'm in, uh I'm six and six full point PPR. Well, is Melvin how hurt is Melvin Gordon?
0: He came back in the game and he, he played. Came- yeah, I don't know if I want to give up Javante though. Yeah, like down the stretch, like they they should start turning over, and like you started to see him get leaned on a little bit more. We do know oh that man, That Gordon,
1: playoff schedule too is is pretty nice, dude. Yeah, so I don't gets, think I'm doing over. I mean, if you're six and six, how many games out of the playoffs are you? Are you in the playoffs right now? Kansas City this week might be a little bit tough. They've been ratcheting up a little bit on defense, but then Detroit, Cincy, Vegas, and Chargers over the next four. All great, you know, all pretty good matchups since he would yeah. be the one tough one. But, yeah, I would keep on to Javante. And I think I D- I, I think that was more of a mirage last night for DK. I think Russ needed to sh- – he needs to continue to shake Russ off. I do think DK will have better days uh, down the stretch here, including this week.
0: Um, you know, schedule that- does open up a little bit. But, I mean, the way that uh, – <laughs> the way that Seattle's been playing lately just so – but, again – uh i i do think i don't mind trying to trade away dk right now but i don't know if i would trade dk and now, is there another
1: piece you can give with dk to get cd
0: yeah but like looking down the stretch like tell me like this isn't pretty travis you get san fran next week houston the following week oh LA I know, rams man. chicago detroit for dk Metcalf. yeah i know so i know quite I, the
1: juicy match i, I uh, after these bad games, what we see sometimes is them go back to these big wide receivers. I think that could be a situation. Yeah. Yeah. You might need yeah. to use both of those guys. You know, you're trading away two usable pieces when you need a win. That's kind of um yeah. a situation.
0: All right, big Travi, Appreciate it. okay. So that is uh and appreciate Lee for the super chat. Again, if you want to drop a super chat, we will answer it right away. Uh, for all the rest of people who are watching this, if you could do us a huge favor, hit that thumbs up button. Really helps this video, helps grow our channel. If you're new, hit that subscribe and then let it and we will be getting to all these questions here shortly at the end of the show. We're just gonna wrap up some tight ends and quarterbacks that you can stream this week. It's not a long list, so it'll go pretty quickly. Uh, Speaking of which, we'll jump right in. Only one here on the quarterback list here, Travis. Not a sexy week here, Uh, but we got Taysom Hill as the quarterback ad this week, 12% rostered on uh, Sleeper. We do know that he is still working or, you know, was working his way back from the concussion this offense hasn't really done a whole lot without him in the lineup. Again, Trevor Simeon still projected to be the starter there, but at some point you got to think that Sean uh, Payton turns to Hill to potentially well, see if, if he is that's the guy.
1: The plan. And I'll, and I'm gonna lie in it out here in just a second. But our guy Ben, oh say what's up with my boy Benjamin Gonzalez, appreciate. Oh, you, ben. let's go coming in here asking, can I get a who? Yeah, I'm in last, just oh. supporting. We're going to hit you with it uh, even better, dude. We're going to get hey. you with the... Uh... Oh, yeah. Man, going I appreciate nowhere. you, brother. I appreciate you're st- still supporting out there. Hope all yeah, uh, is awesome. well with you, my man. Uh, miss you, buddy. Hope you're good, man. Uh, so, yeah, the thing with our guy... Taysom Hill is we wanted him to get get back in a couple weeks ago, but he never did. He was working his way back from concussion. Now he's got the ankle situation, but he's set to start in this game, Johnny. That's, that's the word out of new Orleans. And so that's why we're going, what's that? The bird's word. That's the bird's word. The bird, 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 the bird is the word. And so what we saw in the four games last year, where he was the starter, these were his finishes, Johnny QB four QB eight QB eight and QB 11. Now, obviously we don't have Michael Thomas this year. Alvin Kamara could be in or out. So things are different there, but he has that rushing ability and you know, he's got the ankle. So it's not a, um, you know, it's not a for sure thing, but we just saw Dallas give up about 20 points to Derek Carr. And we do know that our guy Taysom Hill could get there as a runner. So I do think that he's interesting out of all the low volume. Look at there's, here's the group of some of the low volume quarterbacks we're talking about Taysom Hill. And then in our honorable mentions, we've got Taylor Heineke, Jimmy Garoppolo Tua a tongue uh, for me. I don't want any of those other guys I mentioned. Taysom Hill would be my only low-rostered percent quarterback I'd go after. Um, if you do miss on him and you need lineup questions and you need desperation QBs, we'll, we'll attack it then. But go try to get Taysom Hill. And then obviously ahead of Taysom Hill would be a Derek Carr, would be a uh, Carson Wentz right. um, that are higher percentage owns nice. here. Um, over 50%. So for me, I do like Taysom Hill, and I do think, you know, you look at his schedule here coming up. He's got the the Dallas Cowboys, then the Jets, then Tampa Bay, um, then Miami. So not until Carolina in Week 17 are you actually like, this is a tough matchup for you. So I mm-hmm. do think that Taysom Hill is a guy that, you know, if you're fighting to get in the playoffs, you, you drafted a Ryan Tannehill, you're looking very scary at QB, go pick up Taysom Hill. This could be your shot to kind of make some magic happen down the stretch here.
0: Would you drop Russell Wilson for Taysom Hill?
1: Oh, uh, no. I think Russ got it done what? enough last night. What was that?
0: We were talking about oh. it after the show. Uh, we it's were it's wild to me that
1: yeah, Russell Wilson still got about twenty points in standard scoring. We'll get San Francisco this week, but then Houston, um, the Rams are a tough one. But then Chicago and Detroit to be to close out the playoffs. So I just do yeah. think I think more times than not you're going to be playing Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, be damned or not. This is what we talked about with Russell Wilson. He could do this to you. He could kind of cost you it. We we trying to warn you a little bit off of him. He obviously had the injury, but even without the injury, we talk about his up and downness, uh, inconsistency. Yeah, like football. Katy Perry of of fantasy football. He's hot. Me school. while I run to my Yahoo league and pick up Dude, he's, uh, he's he's some. Hot, he's cool. Oh wow! You already have waivers <laughs> on the. Too. Air. All right. Yeah.
0: Well, we are going to jump on over to uh, the tight ends here. Um and and these are some guys that you could pick up this week to get you through this week. Not a sexy group here, but Jack Doyle comes in Indianapolis Colts, 3% rostered. J- uh, Jared cook, LA chargers, 49% rostered and foster M- M- Moreo, 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 Moreo. There we go. Uh, Las Vegas, 2%. Obviously we do know about Darren Waller uh, injury. We aren't exactly sure when he'll be back, uh, but that should be a somewhat uh, fill in there for, for the tight end position. But I, you know, Jack Doyle is interesting. He's a name, you know, we were pretty high on, on Mo Alley coming into this season. He hasn't really panned out. Hasn't been getting the snap shares that we kind of wish or hoped, but Jack Doyle, we do know Carson Wentz does like his tight end. We do know they likes to use it and Jack Who doesn't Doyle like has a kind good of, tight end. You know what I mean? Hey. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and Jack Doyle. Hey, your boy, low key, picked him up on Saturday night in the Scott Fishbowl and played him tight end premium. That was pretty sweet. But Jack Doyle, you like him rest of the season this is a fill in for the week. Uh, where we at with Jack Doyle?
1: Could be a very good fill in for the week. And that's simply because, look, here's where we're at. Where we're at with tight end. I pretty much didn't rank these guys together um and like try to give you one or the other because basically at this point with tight end you can you know rub them or you can shake the magic eight ball you can kiss a baby rub a bald man's head and pray to whatever fantasy god you believe in you're never going to really truly have the utmost confidence in streaming a tight end look we had a smash spot for austin hooper last week right we thought it was a great play plays baltimore David Njoku gets the touchdown, gets all the love. We were we a complete whiff. We loved Dan Arnold off the waivers. He was getting great volume. Back-to-back, back, absolute clunkers. So, again, this is what we're dealing with at the tight end position. But if we look at all of these guys, right, Jack Doyle, Jared Cook, Foster Moreau, I can make a quick case for all three for you here right now. We've got Doyle coming off a fantastic game against the Buccaneers, six of seven balls for 81 and a score. Now he's going to face the sixth most profitable matchup for tight ends in Houston. Jared Cook, he scored last week. He's going to be part of a very sizable over-under as the Chargers face the Bengals. That's going to be a projected you know, fantasy goodness game. Now, that could go very south for Cook because Cincinnati has been tough at times against the tight end, but I think he is a guy that you could look at on the waivers right now as just a possible streamer as well. And then we've got a situation with Foster Moreau where we've seen him be a direct beneficiary when Darren Waller's out. We don't know for sure that Waller will be out, but it's most likely that he will be. And I think Foster Moreau stands a good shot uh, because you're going to see a situation where he's got two good matchups or two decent matchups uh, this week
0: and next week coming up for Foster Moreau i like it i like it all right before we turn over to the listener questions we appreciate you guys so much for tuning in and uh and hanging out with us holding tight on those questions i just want to run down our honorable mentions really quick and then big travi you can just touch on any of these you can stop me if you need to uh, as i run down these guys okay so we got jordan howard philadelphia eagles roster on 17 percent of sleeper leagues Josh Reynolds, Detroit Lions, re- reuniting with Jared Goff. We saw that connection. Ross, on just four percent of sleeper leagues. Juwan Jennings, San Fran. We know that Debo is at least out one week. Uh, hopefully, it's not much longer than that. But uh, Juwan Jennings busted on the scene. He caught some touchdowns. Ross, on just one percent of sleeper leagues. Ron, uh, Rand, uh Randall Cobb. Randall. Uh, Randall. Uh, <laughs> Randall Cobb. Green Bay Packers roster on twenty percent of sleeper leagues looks to be a touchdown magnet there for Aaron Rodgers safety blanket. You uh, got Cole Clement, tight end for the Chicago Bears roster on twenty eight percent of leagues. Low key up, uh, a low key sleeper for the tight end position uh, moving forward. T- Taylor Heineke, Washington Football Team roster on just thirty nine percent of sleeper leagues. Jimmy G, San Fran. Uh, QB, who's been uh, heating up out of late, and then Tua Tagovailoa for the Miami Dolphins. We talked about him on previous uh, wires. He's another honorable mention. You want to say anything on any of those guys real quick? Or Yeah, I do. Um, I think that we've got a situation
1: with Jordan Howard, who I think Jordan Howard could be a very, very sneaky pickup here. If he's able yeah. to come back from the knee sprain, we get Miles Sanders out, we have the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles playing the New York football Jets. I don't even yeah, know if that's I don't know if it's fair to even call him the football jets, but we're playing. Basically we've got a really, really good smash spot, So I think he could be a sneaky pickup. I just don't know that you come back after one week from a knee sprain, especially at his age with, with what's going on, but he could be a sneaky pickup. Josh Reynolds. We've got a situation here uh, with Josh Reynolds, where he could be the number one target getter while Swift is out. And, um, uh you know this offense changes a little bit but again do you want to trust the jet uh lions going down the stretch the juan juan johnson obviously very uh very sneaky play but low volume especially in that offense i don't know if i want to trust chasing the touchdowns there mm-hmm. um but yeah that's where i'm at and again tyler taylor heineke jimmy garoppolo tua as those those streamable quarterbacks like you know you know roll the you dice won't. You figure won't. it out. Like, I, I don't know. I can't really tell you either way because we've seen smash spots for these guys where they get you 10 points. And so I think that's what's within their w- range of outcomes. And I think if you're, if you're making me pick one of those three, it's probably going to be Heineken. He's played mm-hmm. the, you know, the most upside. He's got the wheels to give you a safe floor. Um, so that's where I'd kind of be at.
0: Love it. Love it. As always, if you want to read, this article that big tribe puts out every do single it. week you can you can uh do so the link is in the description below to that article or you can go to fantasywhispers.com check out the waiver wire articles there's also yeah do it do it uh there's also other things over there we have weekly rankings on our uh website as well so if there's uh if we don't get to your start set question you can always refer to the rankings there that's the fantasywhispers.com if you want more fantasy football content like that, like written mm. or, or graphics. Yeah. Go over dude, to over all right. We have made it to the listener questions. We appreciate you all for tuning in. We got 15 people watching. If you do us a huge favor, hit that like. We only got nine likes right now. If you can hit that like really does help our channel more than you you know. Hit that thumbs up, I guess I should say. Uh turn it blue. Be really, really helpful. Uh mm-hmm. all right. Want to say hello to all the guys in here. Do it for 20. Ronald, Market Incentive, Mr. Miyagi, Eagle Fang, our guys, Harry Wolf. Appreciate you all. All right, let's jump into these questions, shall we? Um, Market Incentive, welcome to the channel. What's up? You saying what's up? What's up? What up, brother? All right. Well, I'm effed, says Mr. Miyagi. I'm playing Eagle Fang, and I'm going to lose. Hell no, it's going to be a whisper on Whisper Crime this week that's that's brutal that's a hey, when you're he's already when conceding you know, i know he's, he's pulling a uh hannon saying a hey, good win this week already slim reaper saying coming in uh whisper nation strong appreciate Stay strong, baby. uh <laughs> i love this what's up mister uh i'm going to lose this week fang i love that <laughs> i love that
1: yeah we got we had the chat
0: popping off with
1: a bunch of you guys in here talking smack to each other mr miyagi and eagle fang we'd love to see it
0: I love it. love it. Love it. Uh, all right. Let's get it. Okay. Harry Wolf here saying, I got a PPR trade. I give Kelsey, Jamar, and DK for Kittle, Tyreek, Claypool, and DJ Moore. Should I do it? Absolutely not. I give Kelsey, Jamar, and DK, and I get
1: Kittle, Tyreek, and Claypool, and DJ Moore. Should I do it? No. No.
0: Well, no. I would not do this. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I'd you, do it either. You would?
1: I mean, I don't know, man, you're kind of getting out. Look, we, the problem with Jamar is low volume and mm-hmm. we've seen what the Bengals have done is change right to a pat or to a run heavy team with Joe Mixon over the last few weeks. I don't think that changes this week against the chargers because they're such a bad run defense. They're good on the outside. So essentially um, you're trading Kelsey for Kittle and I'm not saying that's a wash, but I think Kittle has the best shot, you know, one of the best shots to match Kelsey on any given week. Um And I think especially with Debo out, like Kittle could see a very big increase here. Um, My team currently is Rodgers, Kyler, Madison, Fournette, A.J. Dillon, Jones, D.K., Jamar, Waddle, Kelsey. Well, you have Waddle there. Like, I don't know why you would be needing to go stack more wide receivers. You're trying to make yourself uh, make your life a little bit worse here. It's, yeah, I know, would
0: keep this right. It it. I
1: like the Tyreek ad. I'd like getting out of Jamar and DK for Tyreek. I really do like that part. Yeah, maybe. Um, could you do that deal? Could you do Jamar and DK for Kelsey or for Tyreek? Because I mean, if you, you could do that, that would be good.
0: Yeah, that's where I would go as well. I like that that advice. All right.
1: Um <laughs> Oh, my God. Mr. Miyagi says, I'm going to change the, the YouTube name Eagle Fang to Chicken Tooth.
0: Man, that was. Oh, that was man. Oh, so do they have a they might have a you bet on a, that. That's, you need to get a graphic uh, uh, up to Chicken Tooth. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Freeman or Pollard? I'm going to hmm. go Pollard. I'm going to say Pollard. Here's the deal. I don't think even if Zeke. Look, we got the information. I was Zeke practice 100. He was pra- practicing fool yesterday. I really don't think that they are going to – they are in a position – this isn't like the Dallas Cowboys of last year. I mean, it no, ultimately it could be because this is what Dallas does. But as of right now, they are in a driver's seat. They are going to need Zeke in the playoffs. They aren't going to be able to just roll with Tony Pollard throughout the playoffs and expect to be fine. I do think that even if Zeke plays – and this is my, this is what I was, you know, big Trevi had Zeke asked me this going to play for sure. I think Zeke, I think yeah. Zeke plays, but do I play Zeke? If if I have Pollard and Zeke, I'm playing Pollard. And I'll tell you why Zeke coming in banged up. Could he you most likely get the goal line work? Sure. But we know his floor is, is probably is like zero to one. If he re-enters that immediately, or he doesn't get the workload. Like if they're just yeah, saying, Hey, up. Right. Pollard, to me is going to get usage no matter what. Like we know that because he is not banged up, he's looked good, he's looked efficient, and th- and this game is on a Thursday night on a short week. I think that he has the safer floor to me, and I do think his his ceiling is that of Tony Pollard or uh, Ezekiel Elliott if Ezekiel Elliott does not end up playing the amount of snaps that we project, right or he does get re-injured. I just think the safer play is Tony Pollard. If we're trying to bank on wins, like we're not trying to get cute with our wins here. We just like you know, hey, normally I'd agree points. with you.
1: I, I normally I would agree with you. I think that his his floor is is, you know, I would say, oh, yeah, I think his floor is safer because of the re-injury risk jerry jones is on the radio saying they're not going to do anything to zeke's carries they basically just announced that i look i would i would shrug at that but jerry jones writes the checks that's the guy who they want it to be they have consistently done this where zeke we think zeke's off the field and then he comes back and he's the guy um again pollard's floor or pollard you talking about this floor for pollard over the last uh, uh five weeks he's only hit over double digit points twice in ppr formats where if we look at ezekiel elliott double digit points all five of those weeks. So even with the injury where he's been limited and he's gotten three yards per carrier or less, he continues to be the guy. And then here's the thing, Johnny, we could talk about all this upside that Pollard has even in PPR, you know, cause look, that's the matchup here. We're, we're saying, Hey, new Orleans good against the run, but actually in the top 10 in receiving yards allowed to the running back. So that's how they mm-hmm. get at it, dude. Look at these targets for Zeke over the last three weeks. eight, six, three, yes, three, then six over the last five weeks. So he's still that guy. And do you know why? Because since week nine, Johnny, we look at running backs that have ran on their uh, on the drop, uh, I'm sorry, highest routes run per dropback since week nine. Zeke is still firmly within the top ten there at ninth with 56%. That is why Zeke to me, is the higher floor play. But if you need ceiling, I think Pollard would be the play because he's just more elusive right now. He's getting you know, he's getting the big play things done. So I, I'm actually leaning more. I, I, I started this week very concerned about Zeke. I'm leaning more on the Zeke bandwagon this week, especially in PPR formats, where I think he can still rack up a bunch of targets in the passing game.
0: Fair point, fair point. Good arguments. Uh, let's see. Freak Stomper 49er. Killing my league the last two weeks, 176 points each week. Thank for uh, thank you all for the good work, gentlemen. Appreciate. Wow, look at that, 176 points back to back weeks. Love that. Dude, That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad. You know, we always feel
1: like even if our teams aren't doing well, we love to see what Whisper Nations uh, yeah. teams doing because it's like a we feel like we can live vicariously through you guys after giving you some of this advice. So I, I love that freak stomper.
0: Uh, appreciate that, brother. Appreciate it. I don't know about Swift. I'm about to go Karate Kid one on heel Swift. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Hopefully we hopefully he does get not, uh, not looking great there. Yeah uh let's see truly epic assuming they start they both start this week who would be better full PPR sony versus jacksonville at home or jamal williams at, uh, versus minnesota at home
1: Hmm. This is a tough one. I think the floor play is Jamal Williams, but I would say that the ceiling is Sony Michelle because they are in a positive game script, uh, against Jacksonville. I know it's a better run defense than Minnesota, but again, at home by as massive favorites, you, you'd like to see Sony Michelle at least punch it in for a touchdown before I'd be confident that Jamal Williams could do that. But I Jonathan. think I actually, but just to, just a point on that, uh, my indication is that Henderson is probably good to go. They said it was yeah. a quad injury that he had similar one to what he had last year that didn't make a miss any time. And basically McVeigh was like, ah, he'll be limited, but he'll be good.
0: Yeah. I mean. uh, Jonathan asking Breida or Singletary? Breida for sure. Yeah, I think that's right.
1: But I'm those going. other backs we talked about,
0: if you can help it ahead of him. Um, I like this. This is an interesting point because I like to bring this up. Uh, jumping out. I pick up guys uh, off the waiver with no intention of using them, just keeping someone else from getting them. I do like that uh, strategy, especially as you do come down this stretch. If you have a couple of spots, maybe your guys like some of these teams that have shown us right like their teams are stacked. They don't necessarily need to add another player because they they don't they're not going to get them in their lineup. Start blocking other teams because your other teams are now your opponents and, and you're keeping a piece that they could potentially use against you. I really like this strategy, especially if you're in a position where, you know, it's looking like you're going to make the playoffs and you're able to do this. I think it's a good move. Your friends are your enemies and your enemies are your friends. I like Ron coming. I don't have the energy anymore. I've said it too many times where people are calling Moss an RB2. No Singletary is the talent. Brita is a healthy scratch all season. Let's hand it over to him. No thanks. I mean, I mean, I mean, you
1: could say Singletary is the talent. Everybody's been beating that drum, but he hasn't put it on tape yeah that's unfortunate you know and
0: and you just again you want to go with the volume of where the volume is and sometimes you do have to get desperate like well I
1: mean and he and Singletary does have the volume so that's in his camp like he has with Moss out he's going to be the lead it looks like he's going to be the lead uh carry getter but again in this offense I don't know what value that's going to have
0: truly epic Kirk Cousins or Taysom Hill or Derek Carr at quarterback in a for to fill in for a rod in Green Bay if we absolutely need a win this week, truly
1: epic, I would say Kirk Cousins. If I'm looking, you know, I guess you're probably going to, you know, go with Aaron Rodgers, but I think Taysom Hill would be one, a good backup to have in case Rodgers goes down with the toe, two, has a really nice schedule, three, keep him from somebody else in your league. Don't give that Konami code to somebody else in your league right
0: now. Yeah. If I'm playing a week, a uh, playing guy this week, though, it's probably Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I, I yeah. think.
1: That's what I said. If win now. Right. Because yeah. up until last week, he had been three straight weeks inside the top six. Um, if we can get Kirk Cousins to line up under the right lineman, then I think we'll be pretty good here. Yeah.
0: Right. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That was classic. I thought they were running a trick play for a second. Yeah, and I, I think was like, he did, too. Cause... Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, Trock, 2011 asked, should I add Brita, Murray or Mike Davis? I have Edmonds, Chubb, Drake and Pollard. Uh, Breda would be the ad here of these three guys. Yeah, I agree with that. Will, Patreon subscriber. What up, Will Atkinson? What up? uh, Start Tevin Coleman or Jack Doyle PPR this week. Roll with
1: Coleman, man. Decent matchup against uh, the Eagles. So he's going to get more used than um, our guy, Jack Doyle, or at least I could project. Doyle uh, up until last week was not seeing anything in the passing game, so it really feels like it could be a flash in the pan because we've seen big games from Mo'Ally Cox, too. Touchdowns out of him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's been a whack-a-mole situation and I like Coleman up against Philly here. Again, ninth most rushing yards and mm-hmm. Coleman decently used in the passing game, too.
0: Yeah, three targets and two out of the last three games, so uh, I you like that because it is PPR. He said, mm-hmm. "So I love it, love it." Um, <laughs> Trying to get to excuse me. truly epic coming here. Cool, fun, a cool fact on Dawson Knox. Josh Allen plays his fantasy football and currently has Tawson Knox as his tight end. No lie, and it kind of makes it uh makes sense. Ah, hey, this is going to be something that's fun moving forward as more and more fantasy quarterbacks get into the game. Yeah, we're going mean, to have to start gonna,
1: like, figuring out who they
0: have on their team so we can go figure out who to pick up. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, he's saying he saw it on TikTok. I love it. He was actually Josh Allen saying it. That's awesome. Frank I gave up a second for Knox. It's all good, though, because I have two firsts this year. Looking like the first I pick up is going to be number one overall. Hey, you, you love it when that play uh, plays out like that. Bryant saying, who should I trade McLaurin for? Or is he a keep? So McLaurin. Um, McLaurin this- plays
1: Vegas. Tough. The, um, this is a tough matchup for uh, wide receiver Dallas. Another tough one against number one wide receivers. Philly, Philly, Dallas, Philly. So I do like the two Philly matchups in the playoffs. He is, again, 90% of the snaps uh, or more getting seven targets or more in his last, you know, four games. Um, so he's dipped down a little bit. But I think this is what we're going to have to live with a little bit with Terry. Like he's going to have the, the low games, but his low games are around nine points in PPR scoring, 10 points in PPR scoring, but he still has the pop for you. I, mm-hmm. I don't know who you could go and get right now for McLaurin and feel good about. You know, you'd be have to having to go get maybe a, a little bit of an underperforming wide receiver. I yeah. think he's a hold right now. I don't, I don't, I don't see myself trading McLaurin, even yeah. with the tough matchups.
0: Yeah, I'm, I think that's where I'm at. Uh, there's, there's a world where... Yeah. There's he a says world he's where, ten and two in first place. Right. There's place, a world
1: where Gibson's improved production, Logan Thomas getting back in actually helps McLaurin. We've seen this before, in McLaurin's career. When they defenses can focus on him, it's not so great. But when he gets yeah. a little bit of help, then things start working up uh,
0: for him. So I, I, I also, think better days are ahead for our guy Terry. It would also help if they, you know, threw it to him, not you know, thirty to forty yards down the field every single time, and got him on those uh, little right. screens like they did last night. Uh, ML, would you start a tight end one and a half point PPR uh Foster or Zach Ertz? I'm going to I'd be starting Zach Ertz, yeah. Yeah, especially with Kyler coming back. Yeah. Hunter Henry, Logan Thomas, or uh Moreno. Moreo. Moreau. 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 Logan Thomas is the play. Play here. Yeah. I agree with that. You like the he led the team in targets. Um, let's see. I'm trying to get through. I think that might be. No, we got this one here. Ab oh, yeah, right asking
1: here. again, Ab, uh, dude, I thought you were practicing today, bro. Yeah. Right. Bateman, Van Jefferson, Mooney, who is the odd man out?
0: Oh man, this is tough. This one uh, is okay. tough. I, I think I would. I, I'm starting Mooney. And let me hold on. Let me just. I think yeah, Bateman would probably be my odd man out here, even though
1: Van Jefferson's probably around the third. Like he'll rotate second and third option for this team down the stretch. Yeah. Um, but I do think that Bateman, like uh, he just still has more upside than Bateman right
0: now in the in the offense that he's in. Yeah, I agree with that. And not a bad matchup at all against Jacksonville. All right, ML this week, only one PPR. Pick one Jameson Crowder, Josh Reynolds, or Kenny Galladay. One point PPR, Crowder, Josh Reynolds, Kenny Galladay. Um I, this is, this is gonna be gross, but I would I would go Kenny G. I would go Kenny G. Yeah. um, What was interesting is they target him much more uh, with obviously we know that um, new offensive coordinator there. uh, And and what you saw was he got seven targets. They looked at him in the red zone as well. Uh, He was getting much more involved uh, in this offense. So I do think that I would play Kenny G of these three. I think he has the highest upside. Ronald saying, I th- I'm thinking of dropping Gisecki to make room for Logan Thomas. Thoughts? Kelsey is my tight end. I'm thinking of dropping Gisecki to make room for Logan Thomas. Kelsey's
1: your tight end. I like Logan Thomas as a backup more than – well, I don't well, – Gisecki's I'll say ceiling that- is really great, but he's just been – he's playing a little bit slower. I would say
0: that uh, Thomas' uh, schedule is one of the best for tight ends moving forward.
1: Yeah, I think I would actually.
0: Oh man, yeah, this is crazy. I think I would do this though.
1: I, I think if it's your backup, you might as well take the shot on a guy who has a cush schedule down the stretch over a Gasicki oh, yeah. who kind of
0: struggled recently. And so. and not only that, but check this out, Vic. So they play the Giants this week. That's a decent matchup for tight ends. But then they go on a bye week fourteen. Then they get then they add the Jets, which. Again, the Jets do give up uh, to the tight end position, but then in Week 15. But then check this out: Week 16 nor, at New Orleans, New Orleans shuts down tight ends. Week 17 at Tennessee, they shut down tight ends. They are more of a funnel towards the wide receivers there, so it could well, be a little yeah, bit of if, a there. Yeah, and if
1: Ronald's there. if Ronald's in a situation where he's still fighting for playoffs in that league, you might want to get rid of Gasecki's bye even there too. You could yeah, consider right. that a tough matchup as well. So I love it. Um, Elsi, Jamar, and DK for Kittle, Devonte. And Claypool you're getting Kittle or you're trading Kittle away now I'm confused about it uh, but I think it was you were trading Kelsey Jamar and DK away to get Kittle Devonte, and Claypool so you're basically taking Jamar and DK uh, well you're basically downgrading at Kelsey to upgrade both Jamar and DK into Devonte Adams you'd have to deal with Adams by this week is That something you're prepared yeah, to do, like are you tipping up too much? Yeah, it does seem like a lot here, man. I would keep on to what you've got
0: here again. Yeah, like I would
1: yeah, again, I... it was the Jamar and DK for uh Tyreek if you could get that done. Or I would even I'm do a DK
0: and Jamar for Devontae. Well, yeah, I mean, of course we would. We'd do both yeah. of those. Yeah, they're the same, they're essentially the same. But like, yeah. I don't know if they're if they're saying hey, Kelsey has to be in this trade, like I, I would You're rather have Kelsey more over back. Kittle. Yeah. Like, yeah, you need more back. You're giving up so much. You're giving up the three. Well, Devonte Adams is like, but again, there yeah. is a world here where Kittle is going to, I mean, he was having a nice
1: little bounce back before this, this last down game, but Debo going to be out down, you know, if that's more than one week, two weeks, maybe three, then we have a situation where Kittle's going to have some big uptick here.
0: Yeah. Ronald saying, how about Pollard or Javante? or Rashad Bateman. Is this a,
1: a this week play? You're playing these guys. Yeah, um, I, think this
0: is, I think I'm going Javante in this.
1: Yeah, game. I think I'd probably go Javante as well. With the injury, it could give Denver an excuse to give even more uh, work to Javante, even if G- Gordon is active. So I do like Javante this
0: week um, in that Sm- one. Smokey the Cat Cat, Bateman or Gallup. Amari to be out this week. Also, t- Tyreek Hill or Tua this week. Thanks, guys. Um, I'd say
1: Gallup over Bateman. I think he's got more upside, especially yeah. if Amari's out. You'll know that in time. Um, Tyreek, or is this Taysom Hill or Tua this week? Oh, I mean, if if we get word that Taysom Hill's, you'll know that in time. Taysom Hill's the start for me over Tua. I like it. I like
0: it. it. Uh, Trex L, cool live stream. Appreciate, Appreciate that. It. Uh, sure. if anyone's tuning in now, if you could do us a big favor, it really does help a lot with the channel and this video. Please just give this a thumbs up. Hit that subscribe if you do like the live stream. We talk about fantasy football every single day. We go live five days a week, six days a week, something like that. It's hard. Seven to days keep a track. week, eight days Seven, a week. Yeah, it's hard to keep track these days with all the, the games and everything. All right, do it 420. Sit one. Uh, Happy PR, David Montgomery, CH, Elijah Mitchell, Javante Williams. Thank you. Mm. Sitting... I would sit Javante Williams. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going. Benjamin, last place, playing spoiler, Madison Hubbard or Javante Williams on waiver? I'm first. Who do I take? Madison. Oh, you got
1: to take Madison, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the answer. He's been the one of the clearest one-for-one replacements for a guy that we've seen. I mean, he's not Dalvin. Exactly. Don't get me yeah. In some he's spots, a, yeah. 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 He's definitely as good of a receiver as, as Cook, which makes it nice for
0: them in this team. Yep. Uh, I've been holding... On hope with a Rob, but he is worth dropping for a spot start. Like oh, Jamal yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. I would
1: go yeah. Jamal Williams first. We don't know. I think Henderson is actually going to be okay
0: here. Yeah, I like that call. Uh, Jonathan, would you trade Kelsey and Hunt for Debo? No, I would not. Debo is expected to miss at least one week, maybe two with injury. I don't want to go searching yeah, for yeah. an injury right yeah, now. Right. Uh, this week, flex, half PPR is what Ronald was saying. I think, yeah, we stick with uh, what we. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't – my opponent has Josh Allen, Connor, Patterson, OBJ, Hollywood, Schultz, Kamara this week. Should I be worried?
1: Yeah, anytime you're playing against Josh Allen and Connor and Patterson, you should be worried. Hollywood Brown mixed in there too. OBJ, you know, could be hit or miss. I do like what we saw out of OBJ after the bye. Uh, But, again, uh, this is, you know, this is worrisome. I would be swinging for upside uh, in all your picks here
0: this week, Trock. Don't give up. The chosen one saying, uh, or the chosen rose, uh, would you start Madison over Zeke? I have Elkler and Patterson in the flex. I would, yes.
1: Uh, they play Detroit, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess you could, I guess you could do that, yeah.
0: I have Carr, Drake, Pollard, Hill, Marvin Jones, Logan Thomas, and Mike Evans. Oh, yeah, I would. I would kind of be worried on this matchup, <laughs> unfortunately, Truc. Oh, sorry. But Truc. you never know. That's why we play the game. Yep, Sit Russell right. again this week. Smokey the cat-ass. I mean, Sit I said- Russell
1: again this week. I mean, yeah. Russell ended up with 20 points. He was fine. I think you're going to play – who do they play this week? Um, they play, play San Francisco. They've been a little bit – they've been up and down against quarterbacks. Uh, what did What did Russ get last time against them? That's what I'd like to see against San Fran. I think Russ – I don't know that this is, you know, you take this for what it was. We saw a really bad game. We saw a really, like, sharp last drive where he got some things going. I think that could be enough to kind of roll into something. He got
0: about 21 points last time he played them. Um, I think we could see something happening. Smokey the cat coming here. I traded Dalvin and OBJ for Jonathan Taylor. I have Madison feeling good right now. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's man. What, what a great. dude. And, Congratulations. Yeah. And it doesn't Benji. really matter if you play Russ or not, man. Right. Right. You got the team here. Need a, need a running back. Ask Benjamin, Jamal Williams, Tevin Coleman, Brita, Jones, Moss, and Sony Michelle. Um, Jamal, Jamal Williams.
1: Williams. Yeah, again, for the win now, running back this week, Jamal Williams is the play for me. Um, actually, the number one win now this week play would be boston scott if you only need this week but if you like look at williams he's got two games over the next two weeks where boston scott is on by so just
0: assess your team and what you need but i like pivoting to boston scott if you just need this week jonathan would you trade kelsey and uh chelsea for chase and renfro and possibly pitts would you trade Kelsey for Chase and Renfro
1: and possibly Pitts? I mean, if you get Pitts, yeah, that's going to yeah, help if you. if you get Pitts, then it'll help. Yeah, I like that. Especially in PPR, you're going to get Chase and, and Renfro. And if you need these usable pieces, if you tr- do this trade and you're going to start all three of them down the stretch and you need wins, yes, absolutely. But you've got to get Pitts. You have to make up for some of the tight end deficiency you're going to drop here.
0: Yeah. Two of 420, half PPR. Flex Mooney, Bateman, or Elijah Moore. Thank you. I think I'm going Mooney here.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you could get
0: Mooney out of your lineup right now. Just too hot to handle. Yeah, he's he's exploding. You too want to stand the flank. Although I do like, yeah. Uh, let's see. I already said that one. Happy PR born at uh, Buffalo or Sutton at Kansas City. I think I'm going to go Sutton. Mm,
1: hmm. Yeah, I guess because of matchup. It's just like a non existent floor for any of these Denver wide receivers right now. Kansas City been a little bit tougher lately
0: against the yeah. pass. Um, I'm I'm going born, man. Are you? Oh yeah, I guess with weight white out, it could be a little bit better matchup there. I think you're right. I would probably go born. Good thing I'm tied for third. Lapella guy I'm against is trying to get in the playoffs. I feel that. I feel that. Way to way to try to block him. Way to try to block him. All right. That does it. That wraps up today's show. We went a little long, but it's okay. We love answering Whisper Nations questions. As always, if you're new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Yeah. If you're watching, if you're watching now, you've made it this far. Could you please hit that thumbs up? Really, really helps this channel. Uh, it really helps this video get pushed out to more people so we can grow Whisper Nation. Try to help out as many people as possible. All right. Uh, until tomorrow, we will be live for tomorrow's show. Uh, this is a waiver wire show Till tomorrow. Big Travi. Find them on Twitter at BigTravity TFW. Find me on Twitter at Johnny underscore game time. Make sure you join that Discord if you have specific questions. Got a lot of stuff popping off. And uh yeah, last announcement. Read Patreon. the article.
1: Oh, yeah. We got Patreon. Head over to Patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers. That link is in the description. Subscribe yep. at the ten dollar level. We will we are about to announce this week the Jersey giveaway for this month. Plus, we have the sports card giveaway if you're in at the $10 level. Um, and
0: we've got exclusive bonus content as well. All right. That does it for our waiver wire show for week for 13. Good luck on your waivers tonight, for Nation. Let us know who you get. And we will see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace. If I can find the drop. Right here. Look at you go. You made it to the end of another one of our videos. Hey, if you still have some questions, I totally understand. Or you just want to join an awesome fantasy football community, head on over to our Discord chat. Link is in the description below. And if you're still not sold on us, check out one of these videos.